additional power wiring. Uh, service conductors and conductors supplied by on-site power production facilities shall be physically routed outside of the building and shall be installed as service entrance conductors in accordance with 230.6 and 230.9, Part 3 and 4 of Article 230. So, service conductors. Okay. Shall. Okay, so the conductors. From the generator or from the service, they got to be physically outside the building and installed as service entrance conductors. Okay. Where supply conductors cannot be physically routed outside the building, the conductors shall be permitted to be routed through the building if they comply with 236, 230.6, print 1 or 2, and 236, 230.6, print 1 and 2, it says, well, you kind of encase it in two inches of concrete. concrete. So you have to be outside the building. Now, where's the rule about that it, it, it's okay to be in the in the room if it's a fire rated room. Where's that? Am I missing something in there? You know, where in other words, if the room is a two hour fire rated room. Yeah, that's in uh, feeders. Okay, so I haven't got there yet. Yeah. yeah, okay. So yeah. supply conductors are gonna be outside the building, but if you bring it inside the building, you have to enclose it in the two hour fire rate. Is there anything, other options that I can do then? Oh no, that's the service conductor. Okay, then we go to feeders. The fire pump supply conductors must comply with all of the following. Okay. <clears throat> and Mike, before we get to feeders, there's a great informational note under 695.6A. Yeah, Go ahead. Uh, let, <clears throat> let, let's get Brian to get us there. And it really references. Oh, Sorry, one second. Let, Sorry. Me get, uh, let me get Brian to get the 695.6A1, that informational note. I got it up. Okay. All right. So let's go to the beginning, Brian. Let's go behind. Let's look at the rule. Okay, so we have power and supply conductors, and they say service conductors and on-site production facilities have been physically routed outside the building, da, da, da. And then we had an exception. That's what I was looking for. The supply conductors within the fire pump room shall not be required to meet 236A1. That's what I was just looking for. So that if you're inside the actual fire pump room, because that fire pump room has to have a two-hour fire rating, well, then you're considered then you're considered outside the building. Now, Mario, did you want to talk about the, uh, the... Yeah, what I wanted to talk about was bringing in a service neutral to that service okay, disconnected talk about Talk about what it's on here. <clears throat> yeah, the informational note uh, references 250.24C for routing a service neutral to the service equipment. Don't, don't forget to bring in a neutral for the fire pump service, even though you might not need it for the motor, still need it for the purposes of the effective ground fault current path. So this is kind of high level what Mario was saying. It's a very subtle point as an informational note. And it says, hey, listen, you got to make sure you comply with 250.24C. And 250.24C tells us you have to bring a neutral to the service. Like, well, I don't need a neutral to a three-phase fire pump, but I don't have any neutral connected loads. But as Mario is saying, 250.24C requires a neutral conductor because the requirement in 254 a3 and actually at well a yeah a3 requires us and a5 requires us to have an effective ground fault current path and we do use the neutral as part of the ability to complete the effective ground fault current path to clear a fault the danger is that people think that three phase loads don't need a neutral you're right you don't need a neutral right but we talked about we needed a neutral to the GFCI breaker, mm -hmm. right? Not because we needed a neutral because the breaker is supplying anything, 
but we need a neutral to the service because that's how we clear this fault of the service. And that was a change that was uh, made in the 2020 code yep. and identified. Okay, thank you. Feeder conductors shall comply with the following. Kept independent of all other wiring. Okay. All right, is there a graphic, Brian, on the, I got a, a white slide, so. Uh, yeah, I was actually going to uh, grab a snag of what I'm looking at right here. All right, this shows what you're looking well, at. Well, I can't find what I was. I had something I was going to grab and show. Uh, I'm going to go associated yeah. fire pump loads. Conductors must only supply loads directly associated with the fire pump system. It's kind of like an elevator thing. You know, when yep. you get inside there, you don't like start doing all the stuff. That's, that's going to be exclusive to that application. Well, and you don't want something else to trip a circuit right. that would then endanger the fire pump. Conductors must be protected from potential damage by fire, structural failure, or operational accident. I don't understand what that means, Eric. Conduct must be protected. I guess you're putting it in the raceway, though, so I'm not sure how you... No, no, you don't want, you don't want the fire to burn up the service or the feeders to the fire pump. So you're, per, you're building the fire pump to be protected from the fire so it can run until it burns its own self up. And that's where it's saying is keep it out of the building. Right. right. This is just talking about yes. why we're doing what we're doing. Keep it out of the building. And structural failure. So most of the time it's like a solid concrete room, basically. Like the fire pump room is just poured on every side. Okay. Fire pump conductors routed through a building must be protected from prior for two hours using any of the following methods. In case the raceway or the cable in two inches of concrete, use a cable or raceway that is listed fire resistive cable system, use a cable or raceway that is listed electrical circuit protective systems. Eric, did you want to make any comments on that at all? You know, my comment is this, no matter how much you think you know about fire pumps or how much you've done them in the past, when you get a fire pump job, call the fire marshal, spend some time with the fire marshal, and just make sure you know all the requirements that they're going to come and inspect for. Elevator. Yeah. Every I mean, every municipality is different. You know, this is where you, you, somebody said, I think it might have, might have been Eric or you, Brian, you said, um, this is where you, you get with a bunch of people. This is not something you do by yourself, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You talk to a lot of people. You get with the fire yeah. marshal, you get with the inspector, you know what I mean? You get well, with and, people. and don't get annoyed. This isn't an electrical installation. This is life safety. Right. This is, if this messes up, you could kill a lot of people. This isn't like electrocuting one person. This doesn't get installed correctly, and there's a building fire, and this doesn't work right. Yeah. Hundreds of people could die right. because you didn't do your job right. So you want to make sure you do your job right. No, I don't remember seeing it yet. But I know that when I did the building the high rise, I did the fire marshal came out there with a bunch of guys with radios. Oh yeah, and mm, sure, and they're doing all kinds of testing. Is did I miss something? Did I skip something at six ninety five about testing? Uh, I think we, there was information on the that's about, um, uh, testing. What was that? I think it said that this rule did not cover testing. Right, that's right. correct. This is not a standard covered testing. Yep. But emergency systems required to have testing. And yeah, that's and records. And it's not. It's it's on not covered. In the scope. Oh, not covered. It's not covered. Right, yeah, there was in the a scope. Note, yeah. But you know what? Because you know what? No building's being built without the fire marshal approving the fire pump system, right? Right. So they have to worry about having it in the code because these guys are not going to let that go. And that's another reason that you really need to contact fire marshal because there are so many other codes in addition to this that this has to work in concert with that you, the installer, don't want to miss anything. And there's going to be different rules uh, because of different lessons learned in every municipality. 
So really get with fire marshal and, and make it a team effort. All right, finish it up. Conductor sizing, which we we actually talked about them. We were in the short circuit ground fault protection size setting at lock rotor. I gave an example, but this is the rule 695 6B on conductor sizing. It says you size a conductor not less than 125% of the fire pump motor plus 100% of all the other motors. So I'm kind of short circuiting all the text here because this is motors. You guys have done chapters one through four. You know what I'm talking about. And then here's a, an examination of the rule looking at it. Well, you size not less than 125% of the motor for the uh, for 430.22 for the fire pump motor. And of course, then it's going to have to be 100% of the other loads. And here's your example. Name plate. I mean, the full load current is 34. 125% of that. 42. 8 gauge wire. 75 degrees C. And, of course, we talked previously back with the 200 amp breaker. Pump wiring. Wiring from the fire pump controller to the fire pump motor must be in rigid metal, intermediate metal, electrical metallic tubing, liquid type, liquid type flexible, listed MC cable uh, with an imperv impervious covering or type MI cable. So just make sure you read 695. You know, here's yeah. something an electrician could do and screw up, right? All the stuff is designed, the guy's just running wiring and not realizing, you know, you need to be aware of the wiring methods and what you can and can't do. The connections in the motor terminal box, which you're hoping is going to be 8 gauge, not 3 aught in that one example, must be made by a listed device. Twist on insulated piercing type and solder wire connections are not permitted. So even though it's 8 gauge wire, we can't be using uh, twist on connectors for that application. Ground fault protection equipment kind of high level. This is going to be 690, uh, 230.95 rules on 277 40 volt systems without getting involved in the details. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, it doesn't really matter. It's a design thing that you can't have the fire pump connected on ground fault protection of equipment for 1000 amp rated disconnecting or service disconnecting mean, or feeders. And that, I think it's going to be 215.9. Uh, Mario, check on that, on the ground fault protection. I'm not sure if that's 215.9 or 215.15. So there are two rules having to do with setting ground fault protections. One's for services, 230.95, and then one for feeders because you might have large feeders at 1,000 amperes and more rated 277. And now one for branch circuits because that was added. I'm sorry? That, branch, circuits, branch circuits. GFP was added, was added uh, what, a code cycle or two Well, ago. I'm talking about in relationship to the fire pump. But, and this is also another reason why you almost have to have another service because if your main service is 1,000 amps, you're going to have GFPE. <laughs> So you can't supply the fire pump from it. Ah, Mario. Yeah, it's a uh, 215.10. 10. All right, that was close. So 9 to 15, so it's actually 10. 10. And, my, and Eric, you brought up a really interesting point. Well, if you can't have it on the ground fault protection, and your service has ground fault protection because it's 277, 480, well, then you're better off just getting yourself, right? Because you can't, you can't come off of that service. You have to be on the supply side of the service. Right. Okay. Or get a different service. Connecting on that. Okay. Thank you, Mario. Terminations. For raceways or cables terminated fire pump, control of the following requirements apply. And raceway finish. In the, one second. We're raceway or cable terminated at a fire pump. What the heck's going on? The raceway or cable listed and identified fuse. And what, oh. Oh, I'm in the fire pump room. I run EMT. See. And I put set screw fittings in there. I get it all done. We go for the vinyl. And Mario says, hey, man, nice job. But could you do me one favor? 
Could you just change those those couplings and connectors? Because it needs to be compression. Compression, or it has to be wet location. location. Interesting. The type rating of the racer cable fitting shall be at least equal to that of the fire pump controller. What do you think that means? Okay, we'll go number three. The installation instructions and manufacturer of the fire pump controller shall be followed. <laughs> That's one way to say it. Yeah. Follow <laughs> the manufacturer's instructions. Instead of installing according to the manufacturer's instructions, would you say you need to follow the instructions? Okay, that's you being sweet, the way you just follow the instructions. <laughs> and number four, alterations to the fire pump controller other than raceware cable terminations, as allowed elsewhere to code, shall be approved by the authority having jurisdiction. Alteration to the fire pump. As in you're not altering anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. 